We have a special guest with, well, he's not a guest. He's a part of us, a part of this family. I'm just going to quickly introduce him. The servant of God who is breaking the bread of life to us this morning is not a guest to this house and ministry. In fact, he is the son of our beloved. He will never let us forget. He is the son of our beloved bishop. He's none other than Pastor Lawrence Kennedy. The pastor of Harvest Atlanta and our national overseer. He is the national overseer of the U.S. and Caribbean districts. He's married to Pastor Sadia Kennedy and is the proud father of four beautiful daughters, two sons-in-law, and two handsome grandsons. Pastor Kennedy has a heart for souls and lives to lift up the name of Jesus. Church, let us arise. Church, let us arise and welcome the men of God with the word of God for us this morning. Pastor Lawrence Kennedy. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, I have just 45 minutes with family, so I'm going to preach and get out of your way. Amen. But I do have a rich word. Say rich word. You know, as Pastor Glitter read the uh, list of different prophecies that came, and after that we were told to pray, and I was listening to Lady Chris praying, and one of the things she said, Lord, we embrace the word. And I leaned over to her. I said, do you know I'm preaching on the theme, embrace the promise, embrace the word. I literally have both of them there, embrace the promise. And then I also put embrace the word. And so while we were praying, she prayed that, Lord, we embrace. And so I want all of us just for two seconds, stand on your feet. And I just want us to say that together from our hearts. I want you to declare, Lord, we embrace the word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to preach your unadulterated word. Open eyes, speak to hearts, the spirit of the living God. We pray for illumination and revelation in this house. We pray that your people will be responsive in receiving your word. May your word bear fruit in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. But I say embrace the promise. You know, this is our year of life abundant. And I was listening to something. You know, all the promises the Bible says that God has made to us, they're what? Yea and amen. But every time there are promises made, like when Jesus talked about the abundant life, and we look at B of, of John 10, 10. But there's always an A where the enemy comes in to want to disrupt what God is doing. Because the first part of that verse declares what? That the thief cometh come but for to what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. 
And when you see, for instance, where God says back in Deuteronomy, I think it's chapter 30, where he declares, you know, I call heaven and earth to do what? To witness as witnesses against you that I have set before you. I set before you what? Life and blessings. I've set before you uh, 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 life and death, rather, and blessings and what? And curses. But then God goes on and say, but I counsel you. He says, choose life. Meaning that's the counsel of God. Is there someone here today that's going after that which is not life? Because he says there is a way that seemeth good unto a man in what? His own understanding, his own eyes. But the ends thereof are what? The ways of death. You see, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is what? Eternal life, eternal life, eternal life. Glory to God. And I said, if we're going to embrace the promise, something has to be removed. It's amazing when the Israelites finally crossed the Jordan. Moses was now gone. But God said that he wanted Joshua to circumcise those that had not been circumcised. Meaning in the midst of their rebelliousness in the wilderness, those that had children because of their rebelliousness did not have them circumcised. And circumcision was what brought them into what? Covenant with God. I want you to know that we are a covenant people. But today he wants not just our hearts. Reading the scripture the other day, he talked about your ears being circumcised as well. So God wants us to have circumcised hearts and circumcised ears that we might be what responsive to the things of God. And so you would think that when Joshua was called to circumcise them, that it was only to bring them back into covenant. Which was true. But then he also said, today, put up for me uh, Joshua chapter 5 verse 9. After Joshua had circumcised them, this is what God said. The, 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 the ending part of that verse. He said to Joshua, today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt. From upon Israel, from upon you, that reproach of shame, that reproach of you don't amount to much, that slave mentality where you, you, you settle for bare minimum. But God is saying you've entered into a covenant with me. I am your God. I am bringing you into that place of abundance, into that place of milk and honey. And so no longer do I want you to carry the thoughts of inferiority. No longer do I want you to believe that you do not amount to, that you do not have what it takes because I am your God. So God wants to roll away. There may be some of you here that you always self-sabotage. 
every time you're being blessed. You know, I, I came up with a phrase, Pastor Gladdy, get out of your way. You know, you always think there's someone else in your way, but your poor self-worth is in your way. Your doubts and your fears, they're in your way. It's, it's like every time you try, you know where someone stands before you? Every time you try to move, they block you. But the blockage is within this. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So is he. And so that reproach has to be removed. You know the queen, when, when you talk about kings and queens, those of us who are English speaking, and those of you who are from nations especially that were colonized by the Brits, when you talk about kings and queens, you think about Queen Elizabeth. Am I correct? But the Lord revealed unto me many years ago. Now, I believe she was a believer. I believe she was saved. But if Queen Elizabeth wasn't born again, didn't know Jesus, then a person in some village in Africa or Asia or wherever is more royal than the royal family. Look at what God says. Now, I want you to see this in the Old Covenant because it's awesome. There are two verses I want us to see. What God says about his people in the Old Testament through Moses. And what he says about them in the New Testament through Peter. Because they spoke by the Spirit. We do a lot of speaking, but not by the Spirit. You remember, the word is rich. You remember when uh, they asked Jesus a whole lot of questions? And then he finally said, well, let me ask you a question. Why do you say that the Christ... It's the son of David. When David, speaking by the Spirit, I challenge you when you speak, speak by the Spirit. When David, speaking by the Spirit, declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. If David called him Lord, then how can he be the son of David? They had no answer. And scripture says from that moment on, the dead asked him, no question, no question. Embrace the promise. In spite of you, in spite of your circumstance, embrace the promise. I love how Hebrews puts it. Hebrews chapter Chapter 11, verse 13. Hebrews eleven thirteen, And it's speaking here about the promise. And it declares. Hebrews eleven thirteen declares. All these people were still living by what? By faith. When they died, they did not receive the things promised. Oh, faith sees. Look at your neighbor and say, faith sees. The Bible declares that, but they what? They only saw them 
and welcomed them, meaning and embraced them from where? From a distance. And so the things you're believing for from scripture may be from a distance, but by faith you see it. You see it. By faith, believe it. By faith, receive it and give God some glory for it. Uh, somebody say, Praise the Lord. And so if you're going to embrace the promise, you need to know who you are and what he has promised. We sing the song, he has promised and he will never fail. I like the portion where we say, so I will hang on him. I will hang on him. My Jesus promised. And so you need to know who you are first and foremost. You know, when we think about abundant life or about abundance, we think only externally, but it starts on the inside. When it works on the inside, it manifests itself on the outside. There has to be that imaging, that picture on the inside of who you are. So this is what God said in Deuteronomy uh, 26, 18, and 19. You know, 40 years in the wilderness... You know, before I read 26, 18, and 19, I got 45 minutes. I'll work with it. It's more than enough. But listen to this. They tried killing Moses, but he was chosen. In other words, God was going to birth through Moses, the Pentateuch. The first five books of the Bible. How can you kill him when Genesis was still in him? When Exodus was still in him? When Leviticus was still in him, when Numbers was still in him, when Deuteronomy was still in him, how could you kill him? When, when, when he was called and chosen to birth, and he got all of those by revelation, just like Paul got the mystery of the gospel by revelation. Listen, when you wait in his presence, he will show you some things. Like Jesus said to Peter, when Peter said, when Jesus asked the question, who do men say that I am? Some said A, B, C. And then who do you say? And then Peter finally said, well, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus declared to him, hey, you Simon, by Jonah, flesh and blood. Let not reveal this unto you, but my father. When you wait in his presence, he will show you things. I have a friend who said, listen, I go, I, I, when I'm sleeping, I go to school when I'm sleeping. Because it comes to me, a whole lot of things come to me. You know, when I'm sleeping, it comes by revelation. I say it comes by revelation. So in the Old Covenant, I don't know about you, but I love the Old Testament. I read it a lot. But you know how I read it? Through the eyes of grace. I say I read it through the eyes of what? Grace. And because what I have, I have not been able to do, Jesus has done. And because Jesus has done, by faith, grace through faith, I have access to them. And so let's, let's take care of this first. 
And so he tells us in Deuteronomy 26, 18 and 19, and the Lord has declared this day that you are his people. Not they're coming from slavery, but God says, I want you to know that you are my people. Not just my people, you're not just his people, but you are his treasured possession as he what? As he promised. Embrace the promise. And that you are to keep his commands. He has declared that he will set you in praise. Talking to the Israelites. He will set you in fame. He will set you in honor. High above all the nations he has made. And that you will be a people holy to the Lord your God as he promised. Embrace the promise. And then Peter in 1 Peter chapter 2, 9, 9 and 10. 1 Peter chapter 2. Now many of you know that but I love it. So let's just go ahead and read it. 1 Peter chapter 2 verses 9 and 10. And so that's the Old Testament picture. That Moses gave us in the book of Deuteronomy. But under the new covenant, let's see how Peter puts it. He says, but you are what? A chosen people. Didn't Jesus say, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And I ordained you that you might go forth and bear fruit. Fruit that will remain. And so Peter says, but you are a chosen people. Oh, a royal priesthood. I'm looking at royalty. I say, I'm looking at royalty. Hey, but believe it up here. Receive it, receive it, receive it. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. God's, oh, you're not just God's people. You're God's special people. Hey, you are GP, God's property. Touch not my anointed. Do my servants, the prophets, no harm. God's special people. Glory to God. Glory to God. I say you God's special people. Whoa. That you may declare what? The praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous or wonderful light. He says once you were not a people, meaning you were separated from the commonwealth of Israel. That's why David could say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that taunts the army of the living God? Goliath, you come to me with spear, javelin, swords, Uzis, whatever, but I come to you. Hey, face your problems. Come to your problems. Attack your problems in the name of the Lord. You see, there's power in that name. There is victory in that name. There is deliverance in that name. Oh, people, listen, it's not your name. It's not my name. I love what Warren said. He said, get off your high horse. It's not about you. 
is about Jesus. Oh, it is Jesus. A holy people, once you were not a people. But now, through covenant, blood covenant, you are now the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, oh, but now you have received mercy. Mercy rewrote my life. I could have fallen and my soul cast way down. But mercy rewrote my life. Glory to God. And so we need to know who we are. The three things I want us to look at, and then we will see it, for we will see it in Romans chapter 4. But the first thing, you know, you need to know who he says you are. And that's great teaching and preaching and mentoring in this house. So by now, you need to know who you are. But just in case some of you are new or you miss knowing who you are, I say to you, you didn't just happen by chance. You're not some mistake. I'm here to say to you, you are man. Created in the image of God. Not just in the image of God, but he breathed into you his very life, the Zoe life, the God kind of life. And then he gave you what? Not just image, but likeness. You function in this life like he does. You know something the Lord ministered to me? Jesus in his discourse of the end times in Matthew 24 he talked about all that's going to happen and then when you go to Luke's gospel he brings up a similar thing and he talked about the state of affairs in the earth realm at his coming he said it will be like the days of Noah right and also like the days of Lot or Sodom and Gomorrah. But if we believe that we are in the last days of the last day, then it's, it's, it's befitting us. It's befitting that we go back and look at the days of Noah. But what I want to extrapolate from there, the Bible says God was grieved that he had made men because of the wickedness that filled the earth. But then it says that he said he would destroy every living thing. Then scripture says that but Noah found favor. Oh people, listen, if you are an end time believer, you are a candidate for favor. But Noah found favor. May favor locate you. He found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Why? It talked about Noah being righteous and walking with the Lord. But says, Glenn, this is the part I like. It says Noah was different, not in a monastery. Noah was different, say, among rubbing shoulders and elbows, going in the, into the boardrooms. I mean, being on the university campus. But Noah was different among the people of his time. Listen, man. Oh, man. Listen to me. Don't be afraid of that word. The word difference. Or that you are different. 
listen, I tell people, it's a beautiful terminology for the church. When people are mean like junkyard dogs, you are loving and kind. That's being different. When people are self-absorbed, self-centered, greedy, you are selfless. You are ministering. You are giving. Noah was different among the people. We talk about the people. Listen, if you're in a black cave that is so dark, don't curse the dark. Turn on your candle. And that one candle will light up the cave. And so if we're different, we ought to be so obvious. They ought to know why we're different. Oh, no, not in a spooky way. We're different in that we are carriers of something called the anointing. We're different because these are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are different because these are living sacrifices. We are different because the members of our bodies are instruments of righteousness. So when we speak, when we behave, when we do, it's all wrought by God. We are different. Glory to God. Embrace the word. Embrace who he says you are. You are different. When they ask you why you are where, the way you are, they say because Jesus, he makes the difference. I say he brings the difference. And with Lot, about Lot, you know God said, shall I hide anything? Man, God ought to be revealing a lot to all of us. Shall I hide anything from my servant Abraham? Knowing that Abraham will walk before me, not just walk uprightly, but he will bring up his family. Shall I hide anything? He will instruct them in the ways of the Lord. And then he said, Abraham, listen, the, the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah have ascended up onto me. So I came to go check out to see whether all of the cries that have ascended is true. You know, because I'm, I'm going to destroy it. But Abraham had vested interest in Sodom and Gomorrah. You have loved ones in this earth. You have families in this earth. You have colleagues in this earth. You have friends in this earth. You have associates in this earth. And then Abraham said, God, if there be 50, will you destroy? He said, for the sake of 50, I would not. And he brought it all the way down to what? 10. Well, there's lot. There's Mrs. Lot. They're the two daughters. At least that's four. And he had a lot of servants. You know, Abraham had a righteous servant called Eliezer. You know, and so he said, well, I got Eliezer. I know he's obedient. He, he worships along with me. So at least from all of the servants that Abraham, that Lot had, at least there's an additional six. So Sodom and Gomorrah will be spared. But the Bible says it wasn't spared. Where Abraham has stood in the presence of the Lord, the nice day later, Chris, he, nice morning, he went and stood to that same place. And what he saw, he saw the smoke ascending like from a furnace. But Pastor G, this is the beautiful thing, people. The Bible says when God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, 
he remembered Abraham and brought out Lot. People, that's deep. That's why I believe in the rapture. That's why I believe in the rapture. Because the angel said to Lot, we can't do anything. We can't destroy this place. You see, he has not appointed you for wrath, for judgment. Hey, you are part of him. He has not appointed you for wrath. You got to embrace that word. The angel said, flee for your life. I can't destroy, we can't destroy unless you are at safety, in a safe place. And they said to flee to the mountain is so, is so far. They said, there's a small, you know, town over there, Zohar. Let us flee there. And then the angel said, okay, we will spare it because of you. Who is he sparing because of you? Did you hear me? Who is he having mercy upon because of you? Zohar was also spared. Glory to God. And so you need to know what he has accomplished for you. You who were not a people have become the people of God. What he has accomplished for you. And listen, he accomplished it through the name. No wonder Peter would say there is no other name given under heaven among men whereby we shall be saved. It's through that name. He accomplished it not just by that name, but by the blood he spared. Oh, he has not redeemed us with corruptible things such as silver and gold. Not with the blood of bulls and calves and sheep, what have you. But with the precious blood of Jesus. What shall watch away my sons? Nothing, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that name. That blood, that name. Whoa. Not just that. Then he says, I'm on clothes you. Listen, man. I'm on clothes you. And he has clothed us in what? In his righteousness. You got the name that came to fight in your behalf. That came to destroy principalities and powers. That came to win the victory in your behalf. And he did it with his blood. And had the rulers of this world known. Had principalities and powers known. They would not have crucified. Eh, because on the third day. I love how Peter posted. He said it was impossible. Amen. How do you say impossible in French? C'est pas possible. It was impossible for death. Listen, he said, you see, I, listen, where is he? Where, where, where my armor bearer? Where my keys? Throw the keys. Just throw it. He said, no one takes my life away from me. I have the power. I've been given the authority to lay it down. 
and the authority to pick it up again. Destroy this temple and in three days. Glory. In three days, he declared, I will be back. Listen, your God works in such a way that though you walk with him, he will blow your mind. You'll say that thing, I don't believe him. When the women went back, they went fear, uh, fear yet with joy. And when they told the apostles, Peter and them, for them it was nonsense. Now when the atheists doubt, what does that got to do with me? If Peter who walked with him, not just walked with him, if Peter who walked on water, the women's report seemed like nonsense to him. Man, may God blow your mind. Listen, the father of your faith, Abraham, you know, if you're not reading the scripture, you would think only Sarah laughed. The first person to laugh was Abraham. One well, God said, listen, your name will no longer be Abram, but Abraham. And your wife, Sarah, will no longer be Sarah or Sari, whatever, but Sarah. I'm going to give you a son through her. Kings will come out of her. Nations will come out of her. Prime ministers will come. Just name it. When Abraham heard that, the Bible said he fell face down. He started laughing. May God make you laugh. May he turn your sorrows into joy. You see, because with God, it's not over until it is over. I said with God, it's not over until he says it is over. He not just clothed you in his righteousness. He said, from now on, I bestow upon you sonship. You are sons and daughters. Now, can you imagine? I finally figured out this morning why, where we're from when you knock to somebody's door. No doorbell, we know. But we say what? Bok, bok. And when you say the person on the inside says, who is that? He knows the voice of his sheep. Keep knocking. But let me just switch here a bit. Right? Who is that? Sasha. But she's knocking to the door of the president of the United States of America. Gods are there, but they know who those girls are. Listen, angels are there. Archangels are there. The warring angel, uh, 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 Micah, is there, but he knows who you are. And so he invites us in scripture to come boldly not in a sheepish manner with your head bowed down, but to come as sons and daughters. And Jesus says, when you go, just use my name. 
Oh, when you go, not in your own name, not in your own merits, because your merits are as filter rags. Oh, but in the name of Jesus, come in that name. Hey, that name gets the attention of the courtroom. You have access. And the Bible calls it a new and living way. Beyond the veil. The veil of his flesh. But listen to this. It says, glad that the word is sweet, oh. The word is sweet. Forget about notes. I just online the bullets and then I preach. But listen to this. And you will love this. Because when you come. Before the throne, brothers and sisters, when you come in the name of Jesus, listen, because it's not my merit, your merits, but because of the blood, when you come, he says, what do you want? You know, even that which was not given to them, listen, you have not, because what? You have not because you what? Ask not. We're not putting wrong motives. Forget about that part, right? Acts. And so they said, Lord, we want left and right. He said, you don't know what you ask. Well, we can drink the cup. He said, okay, you will drink it. But it's not mine to give. When you ask, sometimes what you're asking, you're asking in a mess. But he corrects, and then he says, but there's something for you. I said, there's something for you. He says, listen, not these are unschooled, ordinary men. But he said, you will sit on 12 thrones, judging the tribes of Israel. You will judge the Sanhedrins. You will judge the Pharisees. You will judge the religious council. There is something in God for you. And so keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. It is there for you. Embrace the promise. I just go on halfway. My time is up, so we got to wrap this thing up. But listen to this. You know why I want you to embrace the promise? I love how Paul posts it, and then I have an invitation. The apostle Paul says, if God be for you, harvesters, he is for you. No, no, you got to, let it sink in your, 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 your spiritual, mental, emotional, physical well-being, in your psychic. I'm here to declare he is for you. I say he's on your side. He goes ahead of you to fight for you. If God be for you, who, what devil, what demon, what principality, what power can be against you? Look, just make sure you're standing with the right group. Because in one of the Gospels, it is said that Jesus asks, who do you seek? When he asked that question, it fell down. Guess what? Judas fell because he was in that crowd. But then Paul doesn't stop there. 
He says, this is why he's running for you. He that spared not, 832, his, his son, his only begotten, but delivered him up for us all. Graciously, freely delivered him up. How shall he not? Not just give you all things. How shall he not together with him? Graciously, freely give you all things. People, the word is rich. Let it enter you and then breathe that word. Be that word, breathe that word, breathe that word. And so against all odds, or against all odds, embrace the word. Hold fast to the word. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then uh, uh, Paul tells us in Romans uh, uh, 4, beginning with 16, all the way down to 21. No time to read it, but the Bible says, this God you serve, he's the God who gives life to the dead. And calls those things that what? Be not as though they were. But listen to this. Listen to this. To give you a picture of calling things back to life. Forget about Lazarus dead three days. You remember in the wilderness? God said enough of this murmuring. All of you elders of different tribes, bring your rod. Dry, dusty sticks. Bring it before me. And God said, the rod that will burn, blossom, bloom, and bear almonds overnight. That's the math chosen. Overnight are dead. You think your situation is dead? He said, I passed by. I saw you kicking in your blood. And I said, live. That's, that word is for somebody. You kicking in your struggles. You kicking in your impossibility mentality. But he said, you shall not die. But live. Let's stand to our feet. Glory. If you receive the word, give the Lord a hand. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, could you people have expected anything less? I'm Bishop's son. Why, why, why would you think that? But I want to challenge you. You are a part of a great work. Continue to give in this work. Build the legacy. Make a difference. Let me tell you something. God is, says Grace, amen, my time over. Let me talk to you small. Ah, listen to this. Why? You see, I've been standing, you've been sitting. So we reverse it. Things been a little difficult. Since COVID, we lost our spaces, lady. And then, you know, I always drive people everywhere. Somebody asked me, Pastor, can you drive me from Atlanta to Pastor? Pastor, that's senior Flomo. Senior servant. Can you drive me to Queens? An old lady from uh, Haiti. I drove her. The next morning, I got on uh, 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 the flight. And flew back to Atlanta. But I needed money. 
And listen, you know how money comes? It comes through the works of your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Say, God, show me what I can put my hands to. You see, it starts with your ability, what you're thinking, what you are imagining, what you are envisioning. He says, it is I who have what? Given you the ability to create wealth. The ability for plenty is in us, people. But I'm driving now. I do a little Uber part, you know. I'm, I'm making 10 like Paul. But this is important. I'm, yeah, I'm saying this to stir somebody up. Somebody tip me a 20 bucks when I drop them. Now when you're driving Uber, 20 bucks, tip that good tip. But just at that time, says clearly, God, God is my witness. There was a lady on the side by a Kroger. We have Krogers up there. You have lion something, you're a giant, you know. But a Kroger with a little child in the core. And I could hear the prompting in my heart. Give her the $20. I already allocated that thing for gas for the nice day. And so there was that, that struggle. But I yielded to that voice. I went and handed her the $20. But I know within my knowing that in my account was 600 You know, the week, it was on Wednesday. I had 600 and $67 in my account. So whatever they put there will go to 680 something. So I give her the $20. And then I clicked to see my account, what was there. And I saw $881. I said, my God, what are you saying? And you know what I did? I cashed it out fast. <laughs> Me to go in my account. Amen. Go in my account. But we're going to Africa. My time is up. We're going to Africa, to Sierra Leone. Listen to me. To Sierra Leone and to where? Liberia for medical missions. Next year, we're going to Cameroon. We already have, you know, beginning to arrange a container, 44 container of medical supplies for Cameroon. I talked to the bishop there already, right? But we're going to Liberia. We're carrying dentists. You see, they're coming here to help you, but we're carrying doctors. Doctors and dentists to Sierra Leone and Liberia to work on hundreds of people. And I asked the permission to do this. You can give $10. Because at the end of it, all of the volunteers we have that are local, we have a, a reception for them to say thank you. But we try to give at least $20 to each volunteer. They'll be volunteering one week or two weeks. And so if you can help with the $20, 25 or more, do it. We challenge ourselves, Pastor Blamo, Pastor Nippe, and myself, we challenge each other to raise 15000 each. I said, gentlemen, it's time to be stretched. Then allow God, let's allow God to stretch us. So as I gave the mic up, you can give it to Harvest Atlanta 7 and just pull surgical mission, that's all. Cash app. Harvest Atlanta 7, the number 7. Bishop said, I could do this. That's what you call very soft appeal. If you don't have it, pray for us. Or share it with someone out there. 
I commission you to raise some money to help us. It doesn't have to come from your pocket, but you can be a blessing. Harvest Atlanta 7. That's it. That's all. Let's just pray now. Father, thank you for your word. Your rich word that has gone forth. Help us, Lord, not to be just hearers, but effectual doers of your word. May we put your word into practice. Bless this house, Lord. I release your healing virtue in this house. I release your grace, your favor. Cause your people to serve you with joy and with gladness. In Jesus' name, amen.